Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter. Better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Radio Show, everyone. Byron White here. I'm here with David Lee King. David, welcome. Hey, thanks. Appreciate you being on the show. You're the author of Face to Face, using Facebook, Twitter, and other social media tools to make your life better. I did, actually, I made that up, but <laughs> Face to Face. Tell us about Face to Face. Yeah, well, it's Face to Face using Facebook. Twitter and other social media tools to create great customer connections. Um, that's exactly what the book is about. I've noticed a lot of organizations, nonprofits, small businesses, they have social media tools, Facebook pages set up or Twitter accounts set up, and they don't really know how to use them. You know, they're using them usually as more of a one way broadcasting tool. That's really the wrong way to use these social tools because. This day and age, you know, even my mom is on Facebook and she knows how to use it to connect with me. You know, we, we talk <laughs> on Facebook. Um, and that's really how businesses should be using these tools to actually hold conversations and talk and make connections with their customers. And so that's, that's sort of what my book is about is how to do that. I want to ask you a philosophical question, David, and do you think it's, it's, it's time to go all in, if you will, with, with, uh, with social media you know, connections and communications with your customers from a business-to-business perspective? Yeah, you know, I, I do, um, and here's why, especially with a tool like Facebook. Well, I'll just pick on that one. Um, current statistics show, at least nationally in the United States, People ages 13 and up, good 54% of that group, um, which is mo- most of us, um, have a Facebook account. So that's if, if you take that down, you know, I work at a public library, that's over half of my audience. If you take that to a small business, that's over half of their audience. Um, half of your audience has a way for you to do free advertising and hold conversations and answer questions. Um, with your constituents, that's a that's a no brainer to me. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about let's say take a Facebook is you're suggesting to me, okay, Byron, you should be talking to your customers on Facebook. You should be noticing when they like you and follow you and download assets on your website. Um, but you know, it's really not a a one to one private communication vehicle. I mean, there's ads being displayed on the right side of my Facebook account. Could even be my competitors' ads for all I know. For crying out loud, <laughs> it could right? be you're right. It, it's an odd situation here. We we we're, we're lured to it for reasons that connect us socially with our friends. But you're suggesting, you know, we, we need to we need to think beyond, uh, you know, uh, you know. The, the, the advertising problem and, 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 and dive into their wants and needs. Can you talk about 
the wants and needs and learning what the wants of the needs of your customers are using some of these social media platforms. Because to me, when I speak at conferences, I always quickly identify that is the pain point right now. How do we understand what the wants and needs of our customers are? Could you address that? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, that's that's the bite. That's the hard part. Um, and that's, you know, it's really not that hard to figure out. It's doesn't involve using Facebook or Twitter to find that out. It actually involves talking to your customers. Um, so people that come into your store, people that use your services, if you're a nonprofit, actually ask them, you know, what do you want to know more about? What do you want to talk about um, to, to this business? Um, and you can also do that sort of informally by just, you know, writing down stuff. When people come up to the service desk, what are they asking? Um, when people, you know, set up a, a Twitter alert or something like that for your business or your product or you know, industry keywords, see what people are saying about those words in Twitter. Um, that should quickly show you, sort of give an overview of what, what your customers, what your constituents are actually talking about, about related to you. And then you'll know, okay, well, we'll focus on these things. You know, obviously for a business, it's probably going to be the, the stuff they make. Like I, I use Rode microphones as an example in my book. They're a, a microphone company. Um, they, that's what they do. They talk about microphones on Twitter. They, it's basically set up as a sort of a, a customer service desk and a, hey, I noticed you just mentioned my microphone. Thank you so much. Here's a white paper on it with the link. Um, they, they do that kind of stuff. When somebody asks a question, they answer it really fast. Um, it, it seems to work really well for them. They're doing the same thing on Facebook, but I've noticed Twitter specifically because it's a really cool way to use that tool. Very cool. Can you talk with us a little bit about some web 2.0 tools that have the potential to revolutionize the customer service business using social media platforms? (laughs) What do you mean by revolutionize that? Well, customer service is, you know, historically has been handled and managed with a famous help desk ticket, you know, which, which, by the way, to me just says, take a number, I'll try to get to you, (laughs) you know, right. Social media has, you know, obviously the opportunity to solve problems real time. And what tools are you seeing out there that companies are using that are that are really helping them advance their customer service efforts? Hmm. Okay, um, yeah, sure. Three tools, really specifically, um, Facebook and Twitter, because that gives you a really quick, really direct line to the company. Um, like like I just mentioned with the microphone company, it's as simple as you know typing out a tweet and hitting send. Um, if if somebody is set up on the other end to, to look at those, like the microphone company is, you can get customer service really fast without having to do that phone call, phone tree thing, take a number type stuff. Um, so Facebook, um, Twitter, working real well that way. Also YouTube, of all things, just because you know uh, it's video, you can show people how to use your, your stuff. Um, if you have a new product, you can you know, make a one to two minute video pretty quickly showing how it works. If there's a problem, you can show people how to solve that problem. Uh, you can do screencasts if you're more of a, a web 2.0 type company that has a web-based service to use. Um, works really well to answer those, those really quick, what do I do next type questions. And you can post it. And then, of course, you can send it out through Twitter and Facebook to your followers. 
What's your take on stock answers? You know, uh, is that is that the spam, if you will, of, of customer service and live customer service? Just copying yeah. and pasting in a pre-scripted answer? Right. That that doesn't work real well in in my view, anyway. Um, people want to connect with people, and you know, like I already said, with these newer tools, we're sort of trained to connect with people. You know, that's how my mom uses Facebook. Um, People notice really quickly when it's just one of those scripted copy paste type answers, and that turns that turns people off. They'll go elsewhere. They'll they'll go to you know the customer comments and an Amazon of the product to get their answers. If if a company is going to do that kind of stuff, it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. You need to have that personal touch. Would you advise instead saying, "Look, take your stock answers, take your crap that you're going to throw out there." Put it in a guide and say, hey, here's a link to a guide where you can get mm. some answers. I mean, is that a better solution? So you're at least uh, you know, directing people perhaps to some free downloads where they can get more information. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That, that would be good. Like, like a FAQ, an FAQ type thing. Yep. Um, that, that's a good way to do it because uh, a lot of those really basic questions, you know, you can stick five of them in the little white paper type thing. Uh-huh. Send the link out. Pretty simple stuff. By the way, I don't know about you, but whenever somebody directs me to FAQ, it's kind of like the take a number thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> I really don't care about you. We get that question all the time. I don't really want to answer your question because we get it all the time. I mean, right. that's something I get. Do you feel the same way? Sometimes. Um, it, you know, it depends on how the FAQ is set up and, and written, honestly. Yeah, because yeah. some of them are really, really internally focused and company focused, and they they're f- filled with marketing speak, you know, and that that kind of stuff is not what I want. I want to yeah. get my question answered fast. Yeah. Um. So I think you can still use the same tool, but make it customer focused. Use conversational language and just really answer those things that people really care about, that your customers really care about, rather than the stuff the vice president cares about. <laughs> and I think that'll fix it. Talk with me about training customer service representatives on how to use these wonderful tools that we have at our disposal. Oh, yeah. Is there a crash course? Is there, are there etiquette procedures? How do you, you know, train somebody on how to use these great tools? That, that's an interesting question because, you know, these days, you know, I said 54-some percent of people are in Facebook. Um, most of your employees will have a Facebook account, especially if they're like 40 and younger. So they're already going to sort of innately know how to use the tool for themselves, for their friends. I think the, the training will be maybe with, with a few of the older generation who aren't quite as up to that. And I'll put myself into that category. Though I, I'm 46. I use all these tools. But there are also people I went to high school with that they're like, yeah, I'm just getting into this Facebook thing. Those people don't get it yet. So you need to train them, you know, stick them with a 30-year-old for a week and show, show them the ropes, I guess. Um, also, I think a big thing is learning how to use conversational language. because. Most of us, especially my age and up, when we you know learned how to write in high school, we learned how to write things like business letters, um, more like an academic style paper, and then we go to work and we're trying to do the same thing. You know, first probably through letters and junk like that back in the seventies and eighties, but now we're trying to do the same thing into the little Twitter box or into the bigger Facebook box, and that simply doesn't work. 
people see that really fast. They're like, oh, this is this is company speak. Goodbye. Uh, so you have to learn how to sort of write like you talk. That that's a, a good way to say it, I think. And my boss, for example, he's in his fifties. He has a hard time writing like he talks. So I told him, well, just write it down and then actually say, say it back out loud. And if it doesn't sound like something you'd actually say to me in person, then change your wording. So, so it reads conversationally. And I, I think that helps a lot because when people read it, they're hearing the conversation in their head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had some ideas that struck in my head uh, while you were talking. Um, yeah. You know, one was this concept of, well, first of all, I think this is the pain point, you know, if I could, if I could brazenly say that, right? So mm-hmm. I think everyone's understanding that, that we need to use, you know, social media to, to solve problems um, and to answer, you know, to have better customer service. But it is really hard to train people on the right methodology and psychology and language and you know, uh, etiquette that you need to use with this communication vehicle. It's, it's hard to, this is harder than you think. I think you need a a book number two. Yeah, (laughs) you're right. You know, know, uh, uh, go ahead. I wanted to ask you about successful companies that, and what, what characteristics, uh, they, 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 you're seeing, uh, work well, that might help us answer this question. How do you train somebody, you know? Domino's Pizza, for example, can can you talk about that a little bit? And how yeah, sure, a little bit. Yeah, um, just because they they didn't get it, and now they do get it. Uh-huh. Um, and sort sort of funny. I mean, they they got it because of some rotten experiences they were giving customers, and their customers were highly vocal about it. And so they quickly figured out, oh darn, people are talking about us in these spaces. We probably need to figure it out and be there too. Uh-huh. So. I think in their case, what they did was they just immersed themselves in it. They jumped in with both feet. And I think that's what you have to do. Um, you know, as a, as a larger company, it's really pretty easy. You hire the right people to do the right job. Um, if you have a staff member who just isn't getting it, find them another job. Simple stuff, you know. I mean, you would do that in the, in the 60s and 70s if somebody couldn't, you know, you'd say, okay, here's your new job. Can you do it or not? <laughs> Go figure it out. It, it's the same thing. It's the same stuff. It feels weird to say because you're like, oh, I don't want to get rid of this person because they can't use Facebook. But if that's going to be a really major vehicle that you're using to communicate with customers, maybe you do need to do that if they're just not getting it. I, honestly, I think most people could, if they sat down with it, use some of these newer tools because it's just it's just typing and talking. We've done that our whole lives, right? Indeed. Let's take a break, and we'll be back with a few more questions, a couple for you to think about that we're going to be answering. How do you measure the success of, of your online uh, customer service engagement? Um, and, and also, you know, how do you open this up to your customers? So let's get back, everybody, in a few minutes, back after a quick break. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. 
Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers. And join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let ma- Warning! Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause Webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. David, welcome back. Yeah. Let's dive in deep. Let's go. So let's Okay. <laughs> so how, how do you open this up to your to your customers? How do you let them know that you're manning your Facebook account and your Twitter account and have, hey, everyone, you know, do you, I'm fielding questions now. Bring them on. You know, I mean, how, how does it work? Well, you know, I, I can think of at least three ways to do it. Um, one really simple way is just d- depending on the kind of business you are, um, you know, in wherever you live, you've probably seen restaurants that have signs out on their door yeah. that say, I'm you know, you follow us on Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. or, or Foursquare or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a pretty good indication, obviously, um, at, that at least, oh, as a customer, I'll maybe find coupons there or something. So there's, there's a reason for me to go there to check it out, maybe. Um, if you're a radio station or a TV station, they'll often mention that kind of stuff or, or maybe have the little ticker thing, you know, scrolling by on the bottom of the screen if they're TV station anyway. I've certainly heard DJs say, hey, I'm asking this question on face on Facebook or Twitter. Come answer it there. Um, so announcing it that way, that works. Um, just putting it up on your website, pretty simple stuff to do. Make it fairly prominent, you know, over on the, would that be left, right-hand side of the page where not as many people look, but they'll still see it there. Um, don't let it clutter your the main content, but put it up there somewhere. Just, again, just, it's an awareness. People will see that, um, and, and they know where to look anymore. Lots of companies are doing that kind of thing. Um, putting it out on press releases, on newsletters, on e-newsletters, you know, just basically sharing it those ways. 
I think that works really well. And then also, depending on how you're going to start interacting with your customers, if you set up some of those those alerts feeds and you just jump in and start talking to people, that's that's another pretty obvious way. Oh, they're out here answering questions. And then all your friends see it too. And so it can build that way. So those those are a few ways to get yourself out there. I think the basic gist of it is you have to be active. You can't be passive. All in once again. Um, right. Yeah. What about, so you haven't mentioned, you know, uh, chat, you know, a live person chat. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. could, could you talk about that a little bit and how important that is as well for this face-to-face communication revolution you're, you're helping us lead, leading us through here? Sure. Um, that That's a good tool. Uh, my library uses that to answer questions online. Um, lots of companies do the same type of thing. The one thing I, it, it's great. It's a great tool to answer questions done. Um, it's not as good as a public forum in my opinion, just because if one person has a question, a hundred people have the same question and you can really just by moving your chat over to a more public tool, more people will see the answer and it'll, you know, give you a less amount of work in a way because you won't have to answer the same thing a hundred times. Do you know of any technology platform that uh, I'm not, not necessarily going to say it the right way, but um, has a box that pops up on their page saying live help, live support, but those transact, those, those engagements both by that customer and by the person are being facilitated through say a Facebook. Hmm. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Um, I I don't know of anything like that, but that's not to say it doesn't exist. Certainly, get back to us today. Another uh, in the future. Another yeah. question would be, you know, Facebook. I would think has a gold mine of an opportunity here to drop in a new application in Facebook that caters to businesses managing customer service through their Facebook account. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's a that's a gold mine if you ask me. Somebody's mm-hmm. got to get that up to the to the board to a board member at Facebook and say, "You guys are missing the ball game over here, man." <laughs> oh yeah, um, definitely. Because you can see how that could really play in. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what about forums? Let's talk about forums. Have you seen examples of forums that are working very well that are that are tech support centric and open forums? Oh yeah, sure. Um Apple would be a really good example of that. They have some wonderful support forums. Um, you, for the most part, it's customers answering customers' problems, which, again, is great because, you know, that's, that's free help, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but they also have, you know, support staff that jump into and say, here's the right answer, you know, and point, point you to a white paper or the support page with the answers like that. A lot of tech companies have that kind of thing now, but I, eh, Apple's is one that really stands out um, that's working well. Again, I've seen some that work really poorly. You, you have to be active there. You have to actually have some staff members and some some more moderator types that are volunteers that just love your tools um, that will be willing to be there and answer questions. You know, it's more more than just a job. It's a hobby, too, I guess, in that case. Right. Tell us about measuring success finally here as we wrap up. Um, how hard is it to do and what do you recommend to help drive uh, success overall and measure that success? Mm-hmm. The, the key thing here is 
not to measure necessarily the normal social media type things like, oh, how many followers did I get on Facebook today? That that might be something good to measure. It might not. I would say look at your organization's goals first. You know, what is it you want to achieve? Is it selling more stuff? Is it to attract um, a new marketing segment to your company? Whatever. And then use those social media tools as part of that overall strategy. Once you do that, then you can figure out things to measure. So maybe it is measuring, um, well, like for Facebook pages, for example, they have a pretty extensive um, insights or statistics section of Facebook. And you can measure down to, okay, I've attracted more um, 30-year-old females who live in Topeka, Kansas to my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's the kind of, of analytics you want to look at, you know, if that's your goal. Mm-hmm. So figure out your real goals first and then use those those measuring tools to see if you're succeeding there or not. Um, you can count things like click-throughs, um, et cetera. But, you know, I, I would say that's the key rather than saying, oh, I got five friends and two likes or, you know, whatever. That Who cares? Mm-hmm. Got it. Now, yeah. you know, is, is it relevant to look at, you know, number of engagements per day uh, length of those engagements, um, whether those engagements are converting to customers after mm-hmm. maybe they're prospect customers. You know, is this the kind of stuff that you really can dig down in deep into? Yeah, well, you, you can. Again, depending on what your goals are, you can definitely do that. Um, Facebook will, they, they provide that, that level of insight, especially not so much on their, just their insights page, but you can actually, um, download like an Excel spreadsheet type thing that um, includes a whole bunch more insights that don't show up just on the page itself. Uh, where you can get down into that, you can even see like how many people unliked you per day or per hour or whatever. Um, pretty cool stuff. YouTube has a similar type thing where they'll give you a lot of really good insights. A little harder with Twitter. You have to use a third-party tool for that. Well, I want to ask you, you, you do some interesting stuff in the librarian world. So I wanted you to yeah. tell, tell some of the listeners to, to your whole world over there. Okay. Well, you can find out more about me at davidleeking.com. That's where my blog is. And yeah, I'm, I'm a digital services director for a public library. So basically IT department, I'm in charge of that. And all of our web and social media platforms, I'm also in charge of that. So yeah, we're doing a lot of good stuff here at the library. We've we're using social media, we're using blogs, we're using our website to connect with a whole county of full of customers that don't necessarily want to drive to our main building every day. So that's my big goal and my big challenge is how do I connect with somebody who doesn't want to drive twenty or thirty minutes into the physical library? How do I connect with them and make our website and our social media outposts useful enough that they feel they connected to the library? Fun job. Yeah, I bet it is. Um, Well, it's been really great having you on the show today. I want to thank you for being a guest. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity. And again, the website is David Lee King, which, by the way, could also be viewed as David Leaking. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) But uh, that'll make people at least remember it. So hopefully hopefully that happens. I'm on your uh, blog right now, and it, it looks really fascinating and interesting. I look forward to following you. Um, and uh, we really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, thanks so much. 
And the book again is face to face. Where where can people get a hold of it? I see it's on you. It's on your blog as well, right? So yeah, can- go to davidleeking.com or just Amazon. Type in face to face. There you'll find it. Terrific. Well, thanks again for being on the show, David. Thank you. Till next week, everybody. I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Thanks for tuning into the Life Tip Show. See you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.